Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Dr. Jim Adams, thank you for joining us on the Lisa Dent Show. How are you today? Very good. Glad to be here. I, I thought this was interesting. Um, John Williams had Dr. Copen on earlier today, and he was asking him if there was something about a subgroup of people who might actually be resistant to COVID-19. Do you believe such a group exists? So there are people trying to study that. Uh, and you know, I've gone through this whole pandemic, and I've not gotten COVID, and I have an identical twin brother who's not gotten COVID, and he's in Washington, D.C. So maybe there is, people are looking at the genetics, at the receptors people have, that, and, and surely some people are a little more resistant and some are a little more susceptible. We don't know why. It's a future direction of science. Yeah, it is interesting. My husband, even though I've had it and everyone around him has had it, he never never got it. And you being a doctor, I can't believe that you made it through the whole pandemic without without getting it. So does it have something to do with your nose or nasal cavities? What is that? Well, that spike protein has to find a receptor on the cell to lock in and then get into the cell. And so it could be the nature of the receptors, which is a likely possibility. Some people have more receptors, some less, some um, different different styles. So, of, of course, there's probably natural variation that changes people's receptivity to it. And then we could have had it and just be asymptomatic. So there might be something in our immune system that helps us conquer it a little bit faster, but we would be more susceptible to other types of viruses. So just resistance to one wouldn't mean resistance to all. And we don't really know for resistance. So it's just a matter of study. I was reading a piece, an article about being COVID prepared, especially if you are of a certain age. We do know that seniors are hit harder by this than anyone else, and that sometimes the antiviral um, protocols for that might include Paxlovid. And in this article, they said Paxlovid could have an impact on you based on its interaction with other medicines you might be on. Have you seen that happen? So we've not seen the interactions, but absolutely it can interact. And so I do know a lot of people at risk. They've had this conversation already with the doctor. The doctor reviewed the medicines that they're on. Paxlovid is or is not okay. And they're prepared to activate a prescription and go to the pharmacy and pick it up if they do get COVID. So so that, that little bit of preparation is well worth it if you're at increased risk, an older person or some some known risks. So if you're taking care of your parents or you oversee you know, their medicine, you do their pillbox every week, whatever it might be, you should have a COVID plan, you should be aware so that should they come down with COVID, you can act quickly because Paxlovid needs to be taken within the first four to five days, right? Yep. And the sooner the better. And you don't want barriers, especially if it's a weekend or difficulty getting with the doctors. That can be all set up and prepared. So it's very easy for a doctor's office to activate and you can just pick it up. Our conversation is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. This is Dr. Jim Adams on the show, Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine. There's a lot of talk about a shortage of drugs for diabetics. Does this have to do with that being the new way to lose weight? Yeah, it does. So there is a, a, a pretty popular uh, t- drug for type 2 diabetes. It's it, uh, Ozempic or semaglutide. Um, Ozempic is the, the common name. 
and the diabetics are having trouble finding it because more recently it's shown to be pretty helpful to lose weight. And so a lot of people are getting it prescribed to lose weight, and now there's a shortage. The manufacturer's scaling up, so it won't the shortage won't be long, but it will be weeks until there's enough. So we should kind of back off the weight loss use until um, until there's enough supply because the diabetics are having a, a heck of a time finding this. But I understand that if you are taking it for weight loss, you're paying a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand a month. Is that a benefit for the drug company to sell it to people who want to lose weight versus people who might have it covered by insurance because they're a diabetic? Yeah, that's true. And it's higher doses for, for the weight loss. But it's still true that the doctor has to prescribe it. And if everybody's sensitive to the shortages, it's an easy thing just to just to delay for a few weeks. It's not that big a deal. For the weight loss people, it's a huge deal for the diabetes. Dr. Jim Adams is with us. We'll continue our conversation next. Answer a few of your text messages. Take your questions. But first, a check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld. Dr. Jim Adams is with us. Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine. Hey, Doc, there was an article about your smartphone being the next doctor's office where smartphones can now be used as diagnostic tools. They say it's a work in progress, but something that we might see in the future. Do you know any anything about this? Yeah, so th- there's a lot of people uh, working hard, and there there are benefits to smartphones, but a lot of the data they collect is really not anywhere near accurate enough. If it does say you have atrial fib, you do got to get that checked out. There's some very, very good features. But a lot of stuff doesn't work that well. The pulse oximeter is not great on the wrist. There's a lot of things that are not working. We're a long way from the using the testing. Where it is good is if we can get easily easy communications and access to healthcare providers, that would make life a lot simpler. I, I do see the, 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 these, these technologies being very, very helpful, but um, it's still a work in progress. And I think some people buy into it. They believe it. They're like, well, that must absolutely be my heart rate. That I, And you're saying perhaps it's not always accurate. It, it's not always accurate. It's driving a lot of anxiety and obsessive behaviors and worry about, about it. And it, it, so it's some good and some bad. It's got to get worked out. Okay, a few questions on the phone. Jim is calling. Hey, Jim, I understand you have a question for Dr. Adams. What is it? I do. Uh, the CDC hasn't decided yet about dose number six, but uh, March is the six-month time frame from when we first started getting uh, the bivalence, which is when we should probably be pretty much waned on our uh, protection. Uh, is a doctor able to uh, just go ahead and give dose number six in a, in a, in a, risk, in a patient with risk? Uh, the doctor would be able to go ahead and give dose number six for those who want it, for those who are at risk, for those who think it would be it would be safe, they can. However, the science is still getting worked out. And if people have had immunity, have had COVID, they've, we've got some immunity, we want to make sure before there's a big public health recommendation that there is more solid ground for broad recommendation. At an individual basis, if people do want to get it, I, I believe they're going to be able to get it. Okay. Um, I think Carl's got a vaccine question as well. Hey, Carl, what's your question for Dr. Jim Adams? Yeah, hi, Lisa. Dr. Adams, here's my question. Um, it was suggested that it's you know, good to get the shingles shot. So I'm all caught up with COVID, flu, etc. No big reaction. However, it's almost a week now, and I still have soreness in the shoulder. Does it have to do with the fact that it's you know, a different uh, chemical substance? 
Yeah, so the um, it, that is exactly right. The the shingle shot does make the arm hurt and if, and makes you generally more feel worse than other shots from the immune reaction. It, that'll fade away. It'll go away. Um, but it definitely the these the effects of the shingle shot does last longer. But boy, it's really good that you got it, and very important that you got it. Because getting the shingles is way worse than a vaccine. So good for you. It does linger, but it should start to get better day by day by now. You're right. My my husband got it, and it walloped him for a good 24 hours after. I mean, he still went out and did his thing. He went to work, got in a tractor and that kind of stuff. But he just wasn't himself. But that is crucial. So I it, guess it, get it on a Friday yeah. if you work and expect to just chill out on Saturday. That's exactly right. Okay. Dr. Jim Adams is with us. Since we're on the subject subject of vaccines, uh, childhood vaccination rates, they're falling again. The CDC says it's a bit alarming. So the CDC did, does say it's a bit alarming, but, you know, I have a little bit of a different take on this. And so the data that the CDC was reacting to showed that, that, um, that the immunization rate fell for childhood vaccination. So if we look at the 21-22 school year, so the last school year that we have the data for, that 93% of kindergartners were up to date with their measles, mumps, rubella. So, you know, my take on it is in a very difficult COVID pandemic period that 93% of the kindergartners were up to date with measles, mumps, rubella, while we were in the midst of huge debates about COVID vaccines, that's pretty good. And that's huge credit to very thoughtful, respectful parents. I think the parents are doing a fabulous job. Now, that's the reason the CDC reacted is because it's down from the 95% of the prior school year, and the CDC is, is right to raise the alarm, too. But if we look at the ones that did not get the vaccine, these are the, the families that were poor, that were rural, that were uninsured, that had less access to doctors during a difficult COVID period. I think we need to make it easier to get the shots, support the, the people who want it. Um, so the, the CDC is right to raise the alarm, but I think that what we should be doing is congratulating a lot of parents who are taking good care of their children and getting them up to date with immunizations during the pandemic of COVID. Good for parents. I find it interesting that we made COVID shots available for free, yet children who are uninsured can't get their regular vaccinations. Yeah, it's, but it's it's so tough because the, the uninsured have a just complicated, difficult lives. And so it, it's, it's, it's a different world. We have to make it very, very easy for them. Um, it, it, transportation's hard. Parents are trying to work and find jobs and put food on the table. It's, a, it's, it's tough. So, so making it easy through schools is one of the best things we could do. Hey, we've got another call for you. Uh, this is Ron. Ron, it's about the shingles vaccine. I, well, actually, it's not the necessarily the vaccine, but I just had a question. So I was recently, you know, a few days ago, uh, diagnosed with shingles. They gave me some medication, but it seems, I know that they say that the, you know, the bumps will scab over and open up, but it just seems like they're going away. It doesn't seem like they're getting scabbed. Is that normal or do they always scab up? Oh, you could get lucky. If they're going away, that's great news. But but while they're moist and oozing, it's very infectious, and you've got to kind of keep that covered and, and isolated. But when it's completely dry, when it's, it's scabbed over or gone, when it's completely dry, that's the good sign. I'm hoping you're getting over it fast because sometimes this could be severe, but maybe you got a mild case. And, Ron, where, where did you get shingles? Because I know it appears different places on your body. Can you engage Ron's line again real quick, Curtis, and see... 
Because, uh, doctor, you can get it in your eye, your back. It, is there That's any right. one place that it, it is more prevalent? So we see it on the trunk uh, quite a lot, kind of on the on the rib cage on the side. But we also see it on the face and around the eye very, very commonly, and that can be really dangerous if it's in the eye. I remember when David Letterman got it in his eye, and I think he was, you know, off the late show for a good three, four, five months. Can it last that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it could. It can create eye damage and it can be really disabling and painful. It, it, yes, and this is why we recommend the the shingle shots. We don't want these things to happen. Somebody said, Lisa, it doesn't matter the manufacturer of Ozempic, what it's used for. A pharmacy owns the product and diagnosis does not play a part in dispensing of the drug. They make the same amount of money either way, but obviously the amount of product dispensed has increased, which is good for the manufacturer. And that's a conversation we had earlier with Dr. Jim Adams about the fact that people are using this to lose weight and they're paying a lot of money. And there are diabetics who are trying to determine, you know, whether they're going to get it at their local pharmacy. But has... In your experience, Dr. Adams, have you had diabetics who just said, I can't get it, I'm struggling? Uh, yeah, yes, but it, it, there's enough around that they can find it. Uh, okay. Their insurance wants them to stay on it. It's it's good for the insurance company for them to stay on it so they don't have health complications. Between doctors, pharmacies, insurers, they're getting it. It's just with extra effort. So sensitizing everybody really can create a, the right balance. And so this kind of conversation is very helpful. And this pro- this problem will go away within the next month or so, probably. A lot of people with shingles questions. Somebody said, can you get shingles twice? And another said, I got the shingle shot about 12 or 15 years ago when it was just one shot. Do I need the new one since it's now two doses? Yeah, so talk to the doctor if it's been long enough from that other shot that may, may be beneficial for the individual. Um, but it depends on the individual's age and health risks. If you do get shingles, yes, you can get it again in a different spot. So the the vaccine really is the way to go. And um, so I, we recommend that for everybody who's at risk and um, talk to the doctor about it. And you right. can the shingle shot's widely available in every drugstore. So as long as the doctor orders it, they can give it in any drugstore. So it's easy. One last question from Ed. Ed, thanks for hanging on. You're on with Dr. Jim Adams. Thanks, Lisa. Hi, doctor. Real quick. Uh, I'm 60. I'm a retired firefighter, and I've been experiencing for the last seven to 10 days pain that starts in my buttocks all, go all the way down to my calf and my ankle. I've heard that might be sciatica, but it hasn't been diagnosed. What do you recommend I should do? Yeah, so I, I, I call the doctor, and the doctor probably will recommend physical therapy. So I, I'd get it checked out medically, make sure there's nothing else going on. But then it, the, the first stop would be a physical therapist who can give you the, the kind of a back regimen, and the majority of the time, the physical therapy can help dramatically with that. So I'd do that sooner rather than later. Thank you so much, Dr. Adams. Have a great day. My pleasure. All the best. Bye-bye. Dr. Jim Adams, Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine. He kind of takes up a couple segments because we had so many questions, so that kind of removed the newsroom temperature check. But we do want to thank the folks at American Weathermakers Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing for always being there for us. Steve has your 5 o'clock news. We'll check in with Leland Vittert. We'll talk to a guy who landed this incredibly rare and massive fish out of Lake Michigan. In fact, he was fishing again this afternoon. Maybe he's got some tips for the rest of us. That's on the way after Steve's news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.